0: Welcome, dear listeners, to Bad Ads. Ads. Bad Ads, where each episode we pick an ad and discuss it through the lens of brand building. We're going to use our marketing and advertising experience to talk about what went right with the ad, what went wrong, and how we might fix it up if we were the ones calling the shots. And we are up.
1: Sweet. Intros? Yep. Uh, I'm Aaron. And I'm Isaac. And today, we're going to destroy some advertising.
0: (laughs) No, no, nothing like that. Uh, I think we're both painfully aware of how ads can go wrong in many, many ways. Uh, We're doing this to give people a peek behind the corporate curtain. (laughs) I love that. What?
1: The corporate curtain. I pictured like a dark shadow sweeping over the nation.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's kind of what makes this pod even possible. A lot of people think like you. They think companies, especially big ones, are these big evil empire type places.
1: Lots of glowing monitors and command centers tapped into smart devices. (laughs)
0: Exactly. And, uh, you know, they think that commercials are these perfectly executed, exhaustively tested things where the marketers know exactly how you're going to react to them. You know, like uh, they got... Consumers sitting in a room with EKG leads on them, watching the commercials all night long.
1: (laughs) Oh, with their eyes held open, like clockwork orange.
0: Yes, but the reality is that nothing is that creepy. I've been part of some facial recognition sentiment studies, but nothing fully clockwork orange.
1: Yeah, even at a company like Procter & Gamble, you're mostly talking about people sitting in a room giving qualitative feedback. Sometimes just thumbs up, thumbs down.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And, and while the people working on these ads are super smart, talented, and experienced, they're also just regular people with their own thought biases and unique life experiences.
1: On any given day, at least one of them's distracted. At least one of their lunches isn't sitting well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or has a bias towards clowns because of one small bad childhood experience.
1: And so you end up with a lot of ads that are less than perfect, or only perfect for that person judging it in the room, the decision maker.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can recall plenty of creative that I've worked on that I wasn't thrilled with how it turned out. But my boss's wife loved it.
1: That's the worst. Another big constraint is budgets.
0: Budgets are awful, and and schedules.
1: Sometimes you just have to ship what you have, because the media deadline's coming up and you already paid for it.
0: Right. And, you know, those are just the problems on the client side. Uh, We won't get into how the agency had better ideas killed in their process or the client being a bunch of freaking corporate suits.
1: Fun fact, marketers rarely wear actual suits. But yes.
0: True. Also, the more denim you wear, the more creative you are.
1: Oh, I never noticed that. It's true. All right. Well, let's get to the ad.
0: This episode, we're looking at the number one TV spender per iSpot, which is... Geico? Geico. iSpot says they've spent $34 million this week on a bunch of ads. But we're going to pick one representative spot, which is called Ant Infestation by the Martin Agency. So let's jump right into that. Wait, wait,
1: before we do, some disclosures. I actually have Geico insurance.
0: (laughs) Okay, I use Allstate.
1: Are you in good hands?
0: Yes. Another disclosure is that I've never worked in insurance or financial services industries at all.
1: Me neither, but I did once have a gecko who lived in the garage.
0: (laughs) Got it, because of the Geico gecko.
1: Joke. I mean, the Geico was real. but The Geico was real? The gecko was real. You get it.
0: (laughs) But you kept it in the garage? Was it dark in there?
1: No, it wasn't my gecko. It was a wild gecko. I grew up in Texas. They have wild geckos.
0: (laughs) You guys had wild geckos in Texas. How exotic. Uh, We had roaches.
1: I assume they ate the roaches. But they're little geckos, and when it gets cold out, they come live in the garage where it's warmer.
0: Huh. What was your uh, wild pet gecko's name?
1: It didn't have a name.
0: Oh. Okay. Well, here's the ad. We love our new home. There's so much space. We have a guest room now. But we have aunts.
1: You're slouching again, Ted. Expired. 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 Thanks, Aunt Bonnie. It's a lot of house. I hope you can keep it clean. At least GEICO makes bundling our home and car insurance easy.
0: Which helps us save a lot of money.
1: Oh, Teddy, did you get my friend request? Oh, I'll have to check. Aunt Joni's here! For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com. Listeners, you couldn't see it, but we've got a young, highly photogenic couple, tastefully decorated living room, and they're narrating the story. And then you see the ants, who are all overweight, versus the fashion model thin couple, and the ants are doing silly things.
0: Do you really think that the weights are relevant? Uh, Is this going to spiral into another Peloton commentary?
1: I mean, A, it's inescapable, and B, it's kind of a weird call, no? Is Gecko going for young couples who Wait,
0: what Geico? You said Gecko.
1: Oh, I totally didn't.
0: You said Gecko.
1: right. Well, is Geico going for young couples who watch live TV and own their own homes at the expense of mainstream Americans?
0: (laughs) I mean, that's a good point, but let's put a hold on the targeting convo and let's talk a little bit about industry for a second. You know, we're talking about insurance. They make money by charging you as much as possible and paying out in benefits as little as possible. And because they all basically offer the exact same product, the industry spends a ton of money on ads to differentiate themselves.
1: Yeah, three of the top 10 ad spenders on iSpot are insurance companies.
0: Yeah, I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all, but isn't it weird? I mean, if your insurance company has millions of dollars to blow weekly on ads, That money has got to be coming from somewhere.
1: And Geico has like eight spots running. So they're burning millions in production costs too.
0: That's nuts. And, you know, it seems to me like if you were an insurance company, you should be saying, hey, look at us. We don't spend money on our ads. We spend it on our people, right? And you're getting the best deal here with us.
1: Interesting. And would they run ads to promote this message?
0: Well, yeah, they would have to run ads saying that they don't run the ads Ah. all right let's get into breaking down the spot in one sentence isaac what do you think the brief was like what did geico tell the agency to do
1: keep geico top of mind for consumers shopping for insurance
0: okay i mean i think build on geico's equity as the insurance brand that can save you money while spotlighting the brand's home auto policy bundling that can save you money.
1: Oh, I think you're overthinking this.
0: I think you're underthinking it.
1: If the goal really is to talk about bundling, it's a pretty unsuccessful spot. I mean, that benefit has nothing to do with the drama of the spot. It's a throwaway line 20 seconds in.
0: At least GEICO makes bundling our home and car insurance easy.
1: You can insert any benefit there, and it still works. At least Geico makes filing claims easy. At least Geico made getting a quote easy.
0: At least Geico has a convenient app. Exactly. Okay, I I get it, but flip that around. If the goal is to keep Geico top of mind, it doesn't really work either, does it?
1: I mean, the Geico brand shows up twice in the spot, which isn't great, but is okay. And it fits with their punny house issues campaign.
0: Right, because... Part of the campaign is the fencing problem spot where there's the fencers interrupting and then the clogging spot where it's the neighbors upstairs who wear clogs and make noise, you know, but my point is you can insert any insurance brand into these spots and they still work. There's there's nothing ownable about these spots to Geico.
1: They do have a lot of blue in the decorations, I guess.
0: Yeah, but progressive insurance is blue. Allstate is blue. Farmers is blue. It is yeah check out their site let me see i guarantee it yeah you're right all kinds of blue yeah i mean if the brief said be cute funny top of mine and memorable in this challenging time um while slightly mentioning a bundling feature well then the spot you know did its job i giggled (laughs) you didn't giggle
1: inside i giggled
0: (laughs) Well, let's talk targeting. Uh, who, Who do you think this messaging is actually targeted to?
1: I already said what I think.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you on the targeting. You know, millennials, you know, are annoyed with older people in their lives telling them how to live, which is, you know, the exact same target as the progressive ad with the people becoming their parents, right?
1: This is true.
0: Yeah, and we can talk about whether it's strategically wise target, but at the end of the day, we don't really have the info to, you know, make that decision. Right. Because I can imagine a world where Geico is losing with homeowning millennials and they want to shore up that part of their business or something like that.
1: If so, it's very well targeted.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we talked about the ad, ad, uh, you know, the industry that it's in and the brief and the target. What do we think overall?
1: So caveat that we make certain assumptions about the brief and target. I still think it's a poor execution. I graded a C.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm kind of there with you. You know, I think it's a spot that people remember. Yeah, like, oh, that ant infestation ad, it was so funny. Um, I think it was an ad for some insurance company.
1: Some kind of house company, even like a healthcare app. The benefit could be these ants suck, but at least TeleDoc made it easy to schedule appointments. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but but looking at it with the sound off, you you would like think insurance, right? Exxon,
1: maybe. <laughs> Exxon? <laughs> Their corporate responsibility ads are all over the place. I saw one with horses standing in a parking lot.
0: Wow, that, that's definitely going to have to be a future episode.
1: I should say so.
0: <laughs> but needless to say, you know, if people remember your commercial, but not what the commercial was for. You might as well just put your money in a pile and light it on fire, right?
1: I do wonder, half-tongue-in-cheek, if some spots would be less effective than just putting a logo on screen for 30 seconds with music.
0: (laughs) Nice. Is that your suggestion to improve the ad?
1: No, but for the listeners, we're now moving to the how we might improve the ad section.
0: So how do we fix this bad ad? Uh, I'm going to go back to something you said earlier about the benefit of the spot not being related to the drama of the spot at all. To me, you know, to be a great ad, I think you've got to link three things. Breakthrough drama, the benefit, and the brand. And you could be a great ad with, you know, one week leak or maybe two weak ones and one great one. But when all these connect and feed off of each other, you kind of have brand building nirvana.
1: Right. And the single thing that jumps out to me is, where's the gecko? It's the perfect link to the brand. What's Geico? It's the gecko. What's the gecko? It's Geico. It put them on the map. It turned the government insurance company into a consumer brand.
0: Is that what it was used to be called?
1: That's still their name. Like, if you read their underwriting documents, that's the name on them.
0: Man, Geico is a lot better than that.
1: But they could have made this work with a gecko in it. And if they'd done that, They wouldn't even need a logo. Instantly recognizable. Instant link between the brand and the spot. I mean, they've invested for decades in building a Gecko Geico link. They should use it.
0: Yeah, I agree, but how would they have made it work with a gecko in it?
1: Either replace all the humans with geckos or replace the couple with geckos.
0: So the geckos would have human ants? Don't overthink it.
1: You can get away with a lot. I mean, they've had Geico the gecko. I think his name is Gordon? Gordon the... Oh, wait, that's a joke.
0: Yeah. I actually looked it up earlier, and his name is Martin, after the Martin Agency. Typical agency move, right? But they've had
1: him interacting with people in most of his spots, and people don't jump up and scream,
0: ah-ah, talking lizard. Right. I I agree. So you'd suggest building a human-lizard hybrid family. (laughs) Aaron... (laughs) No, I kid, but I think it's a good idea. Uh, But wait, so this spot was created by the Martin Agency, and the gecko is named Martin because it was created by the Martin Agency. So the agency that invented the gecko made this ad too.
1: Oh, you're right. That's weird.
0: So you got to kind of ask yourselves, why didn't they go back to the gecko?
1: I have a hunch. I mean, with marketing, there's always a bias for new work. We've both seen this in our careers.
0: Definitely. I mean... How long do most brand campaigns last and until there's a new CMO or a brand director or a brand manager rotate onto the brand?
1: Right. No one likes other people's creative and rerunning someone else's Geico Gecko spot doesn't get a brand manager promoted. You can't brag to your family about that. You can't show off to a date. <laughs>
0: That's true. A little known fact is that marketers are motivated primarily by what they can show off on dates.
1: You would be surprised. Did you know that every guy who ever worked at P&G kind of sorta wrote the Smell Like a Man campaign? Hello, ladies. But my broader point is marketers are people, and any person is going to want to make their own new thing. Ill-advised, as that may be. So you think they were
0: told, don't use the gecko for this one?
1: Or a creative director at Martin acting on the same career pressures marketers face was like, F the gecko. I'm doing my own thing.
0: What a renegade. And the brand manager, you think, was okay with that?
1: That's an episode on
0: its own. Yeah, I mean, the relationship between marketers and the creative agencies can be super complex. Ours always were. Yeah, and suffice to say that maybe the marketer didn't feel like he or she could say no to the agency without data, which they may or may not have had, or maybe they did have the data and it said the gecko is getting stale, or maybe they have such massive freaking budgets that they can just run gecko ads for the gecko lovers and use these ads to target the non-gecko gecko lovers.
1: Lots of possibilities.
0: So many questions. I wonder what the creative process was for this ad. Like... Think about the poor junior copywriter on this. I want a list of 50 household-related words that are hominins and or have double meanings, and I want it by Monday. I don't care about your weekend plans. Cancel them!
1: (laughs) I'm curious about what didn't make the cut. Shower with old pipes? With an old guy playing bagpipes in his bathroom?
0: (laughs) Yes, perfect house pun. Or uh, an annoying, outdated kitchen counter with the count from Sesame Street counting utensils. Van Fork! Two forks. Uh, 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 uh.
1: I feel like they're already stretching with the clog spot.
0: That's my favorite one, because I think the insight around having upstairs neighbors is so much better than neighbors fencing or the ants, right? It had to have been inspired by the amazing YouTube short, Everyone's Upstairs Neighbor, which we'll link in the description. I think my favorite part about any of these ads, though, is that none of them work in other languages like Spanish.
1: Oh, you're right. Yeah, Aunt the Relative is Tia and Ant the Insect is Ormiga.
0: Wow, Isaac, so bilingual. So, you know, now you have to get a whole different set of spots for Spanish language consumers and all this talk about the gecko still misses an opportunity to land the third spot of the holy trinity of advertising that I think they had a shot at completing.
1: Have you trademarked the holy advertising trinity bit?
0: Not yet, but I'm working on a pyramid. People seem to like pyramids. So with your, you know, using the gecko in the spot build, we link the brand Geico, the gecko, to the drama of the spot by having the Geico gecko star in it, but we're still missing kind of linking the benefit to the spot, right? To me, you know, they try some throwaway lines about at least Geico makes it easy. But, you know, with having mean ants around being hard as kind of the tension there, but it falls short. If if they want to go after puns, that's fine. But link them to the benefit, which is bundling.
1: Are you saying you want bundling puns?
0: Yes, bring on the bundling puns. Have the gecko bundling wood for the fire, or bundling up outside to go shovel snow, or mumbling because it sort of kind of rhymes with bundling, and the copy could read something ridiculous like, mumbling isn't nearly effective as bundling with gecko.
1: Can I make a confession? Sure. I'm struggling with why bundling is the key benefit here. And I know we're not supposed to question the strategy, but... Does it make you more likely to get GEICO? What does it even mean? I
0: I mean, yeah.
1: Does it just mean you have one online account to access both policies?
0: Yeah, easier to manage, and I definitely think it saves you money, right? You bundle the policies and you get a discount on both of them. That was clear to you? No, yeah. I think it takes an extra step mentally, right? They don't explain to the consumer why bundling saves you money. It's just... Part of the point, though, which is that they focused on setting up a potentially funnier pun at the cost of linking to the benefit. They don't explain it, even though my mumbling link is pretty bulletproof. So,
1: as an example, let's go to your favorite Geico ad of all time, the camel.
0: Hump day with the camel. One of the funniest ads of all time, and one I have mimicked in the office far too many times. Guess what day it is? Oh, I remember. But the benefit
1: there was... People
0: who save money with Geico are happier than a camel on hump day.
1: So the benefit there was happiness from saving money. That's a lot easier than bundling. So I guess if we go back to your trinity... Breakthrough drama linked with brand and benefit. If you need to spend more time on the benefit because you're trying to sell bundling, then you have less time to spend on branding and drama. You really want to
0: get that gecko back in the ad, don't you?
1: Open on the gecko, that gets branding out of the way, use a drama that's closer to bundling with the gecko as the main character, and then spend a few extra seconds on why bundling equals saving money.
0: Sold. We're going to crush Flo and that Allstate guy.
1: So what did we learn? Act now to bundle your benefit, brand, and drama to nail your ad the first time and save on your production budget today.
0: Yeah, I mean, Geico nails the humor breakthrough aspect in nearly every ad, but I think a tighter link to brand and a better explained benefit could really help this ad. Precisely. All right, so one sentence takeaway from this episode's bad ad?
1: Answer are funny, but don't sell insurance.
0: By producing so many ads, Geico makes it easier to make a podcast for us. Clever. All right, for our last segment, let's share something good or interesting in marketing we saw this week, because being just a critic is for suckers. I'll go first. I liked the Ryan Reynolds commercial.
1: (laughs) I knew you were going to say that.
0: I mean, what's not to like? It's Ryan Reynolds pitching the cell phone brand that he owns and he brags about how the ad costs only 500 bucks to make because they use stock footage. And that means consumers are getting a good deal. I'm a sucker for a good deal.
1: I can't believe he owns a cell phone company. It's cheap for them, but of course, they get about $500,000 in waived production costs by having Ryan Reynolds appear for free.
0: Yeah, it's true. I still think it's clever, and it's perfect for me because it almost delivers on my dream of making an ad About how you don't make ads. Do you really think Ryan Reynolds costs five hundred grand?
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: I mean, name a movie besides Deadpool that he's been in recently.
1: Well, there was X Men Wolverine.
0: That was.